0: 1160 The Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio. We are in day 2 of our pledge drive and we are raising the necessary funds in order to keep Catholic Radio strong in Atlanta. Can you help us out by giving us a call at 678-688 4549. I am Kelly Roper, your host, and I am here. When we do these local pledge drives, we also get to bring in late great local guests. And right now, we're going to talk with Joey Martinek. Am I saying that right?
1: Martinek. Martinek.
0: Close. Martinek. Um, Joey Martinek, he's the director of the Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Talking with Sarah Flood, who is the local Marquette and NFP instructor. We'll be finding out more about both of those uh, offices, ministries, whatever you want to call it. But, but right now, we know that all good things begin with prayer. So would one of you be willing to lead us into prayer for the next hour? Sure.
1: In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you that you took on our very flesh. We thank you, Father, for making us in your image, male and female, creating us. And inscribing into our bodies the call to love and the call to communion, the call to love like you love, Lord, help us to always uh, respect the dignity that you have bestowed upon us. Help us to uh, reverence and and thank you so much for the gift to to love excellently in this life, as as you have freed us to love through your cross and resurrection. Blessed Mother, we ask that you would uh, help us to receive as you received all the love that the father desires to pour into our hearts as we say hail mary full of grace grace the the lord Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed Blessed is is the fruit fruit of of thy womb jesus Jesus. holy Holy mary Mary, mother Mother of god God, pray pray for for us sinners sinners, now and at the hour of our death death. Amen. amen
0: Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, so a few housekeeping things before we start into the interview part. Um, we have this wonderful bell here. We want to ring the bell. I don't know. We've done it once so far today. We want to ring it a whole at least twice while you're on the air. But I'd love to ring it a whole lot more. So we get to ring it if we get something that's called a founder. A founder gives a hundred dollars a month for thirty-six months or a one-time $3,600, or however you want to break it up over three years. You get your name on a plaque um, here at the studio, and forever you get bragging rights that you're a founder of Catholic Radio. We've had 10 people so far in yesterday and today that have done that, and that is Julie, Julieta, Denise, Janet, Betty, St. Bridget's Men's Club, Michael, Father Peak, Denise, and Major General Tom. And so we are we are grateful to everyone who has called in and done that. Can you be the next person? When you call in as a founder, we re- it's an automatic ring of the bell. A founder gets an automatic ring of the bell, and so we would love to do that. We also give out a gift to the founder as kind of a thank you, and they will get an Echo Dot for for um, donating in that capacity. We know you don't donate for the gifts, but but Catholic Radio wants to give you that. I think the dot is pretty cool because my understanding—I don't have one—but my understanding is if you say who founded the Jesus, who founded the Catholic Church, the answer comes back Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty awesome. So, um, so anyway, we will give you that. Um, we also all donors of any amount get a holy card of Saint Gabriel. Because because he's the patron of Catholic Radio, the messenger. So uh, you'll get a holy card for that. All monthly donors will receive a book of the hour. So they'll be mailing out different books throughout the day for monthly donors. Um, all founders get the Echo Dot. Each day we will have a daily drawing. And our our prize winner for yesterday, the daily drawing is for a blessed rosary from a holy site. And uh, so we have several of those rosaries Yesterday, the winner was Bob and Kathy. So, Bob and Kathy, you have a blessed rosary coming your direction. Anyone who donates any amount goes into the drawing for today, and we'll draw out at the end of the day, and we'll announce that tomorrow. So, um, we also want to give a big, big shout-out to Chick-fil-A, who provided us with our breakfast this morning, and they have delicious, delicious chicken biscuit sandwiches. So, uh, support them. They're the ones that are on uh, rock. uh Holy cow, where do I have it? Woodstock Road. Woodstock Road in Roswell is the one that donated to us. Um, so support them because they support a Catholic radio. Okay, so enough of our housekeeping things. Automatic ring of the bell with a founder. Also ring the bell at every $10,000 mark. Right now we're at $4,450, so that means we're just $3,550 away from ringing the bell at $10,000. So we can do that. If we get a founder, Woohoo! we get to ring it twice. So all we need is a founder while you guys are on and you each get to ring it. Because we ring it for the founder, we ring it for $10,000. No, I guess that's not true. It's $5,000. We're at $4,450. So founder's not going to do it, but it'll get us close. So we can absolutely ring it twice. So when we get to $10,000, and by getting a founder, we'll ring it both. All right? Okay, so enough of that boy i i shouldn't have so much trouble doing math on the second day of the pledge drive. what's the deal? All right, um we are talking again with joey Mar- Mar- Martinek and he is the Director of Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese of Atlanta and Sarah flood local Marquette n f p instructor joey let's let's start with you um, you know I do not remember a time I'm pretty old, right? I don't remember a time in my life when life has been so under attack. Hmm. You know, Mm. it's, you know, it's from the unborn, you know, with with the the things in New York going on and just everywhere. It seems like, you know, life is under attack all the way to, you know, physician assisted suicide being legalized in some states. I mean, it's 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 running the gamut right? Uh, right from from conception to natural death. Life is under attack. And, you know, it's even. You know, the the man who was on earlier with the Order of Malta had a son with muscular dystrophy. It's going to, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's going to come to that as well because they're not going to be seen. You know, he's the mayor of BT, and people will not see, be able to see him as a, a valuable member. Mm. That's the direction that, that we're headed. So you lead the the Respect Life office. Um, so share with us a little bit about what you do in the Respect Life is respect life office to fight against this culture of death and to bring hope and positive change into atlanta
1: yes well thank you for having me first off and and just to comment on some of the things you said you know what uh yeah what a what a, time, what a time. <laughs> that, time that we're living in and the uh you know the legislation in in new york i think has really um really just upset uh upset us as it as it should it's 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 awful legislation and um, we're, we're not happy about it. You can you know, say more comments. I, I put a, a formal statement together on our website on the Archdiocese Respect Life page. But you're right; it's not it's not even uh, abor- abortion is bad enough as it is. But you're right, as you as you mentioned, there's there's all different attacks on, on human life from you know from from the elderly to the to the you know the the, the new the unborn babies, and um, it's kind of a time of, of chaos. And I think what the invitation that the Lord is Inviting us to, uh, to go back into a place of, uh, humility before him, uh, to, to fall on our knees before him and to really, uh, ask, ask him for help and guidance in this. So I think before we're, you know, we're doing anything or we, you know, the tendency is to just start marching in the street, uh, cause we're angry about all these things. Uh, we gotta be careful to, to always go before the Lord because our, our anger can quickly become hijacked and then we can become the very uh perpetrators of of the things that we were fighting against to begin with right mm-hmm. so um so that's that's first and foremost the what you know what our office does our office in this in this time we we fall on our knees before the lord and we ask for his guidance and we wait and sometimes that means uh it, it looks like uh, things go slow it looks like things are not happening enough but i as i as i tell my respect life leaders a lot there's a big difference between laziness and trust mm. they might, they might look the same exteriorly uh, people might judge these things exteriorly that's fine they can think whatever they want uh, but there's a huge difference and if we we must have this foundation of trust and docility to the spirit if we're going to do anything effective to to the pro-life movement to respect for life so that's just the general philosophy now what are we actually what are we actually doing and focusing on? Uh, you know, my um, if you've seen the the Avengers, uh, the end, the end of the movie of Avengers, there's uh, these monsters that have gone uh, going go for attacking the whole city of New York. Right. And everybody's freaking out about these monsters in New York and how how egregious they are uh, in reality, though. And, and, and they're, they're trying to fight the monsters and the Hulk is like smashing these monsters. But the problem is they keep respawning that these monsters are coming from a portal in the sky. And they're going to keep coming unless that portal gets shut down so my my primary focus though though it's very important to fight the monsters that are there, uh, I'm looking at what what's the portal mm. you know what is uh, of these of these issues of abortion uh, what is what, what is coming these, these are symptoms of something of some something has gone fundamentally wrong what is that portal and I think John Paul II has given us a key insight into what the disease that our culture uh, deals with and faces right now, and it's really a, a disease in how we love each other, how we understand what it means to be man, what it, be, it means to be woman, and the call to love. And so, really, my focus is to adopt. I mean, his his vision is totally not something we invented ourselves. And he, he gets it from Scripture and from the Lord of this this understanding and, and what the church has come to call the theology of the body, mm-hmm. and to really promote that in a way that it changes our hearts of the culture so that when you know when, when a law changes it's not uh, it's not just another fight against who can push the best legislation, though legislation is extraordinarily important and, and we support that, of course, something more is is required beyond just laws a changing of the hearts and a new vision a more a more appealing vision mm. of what it means to be man and woman
0: mm. you know and, and you you talked about uh, male and female you called us whenever you opened with a prayer mm-hmm. and uh, we're hearing it again and and so some of our listeners may not know when you say jp2 theology of the body they may not know what you're talking about but they do know that the uniqueness of man and woman is um, under attack, mm-hmm. you know, right. it is under attack. So you're talking about closing the portal and doing that by promoting theology of the body. So let's promote it here to yeah. a potential 3.1 million listeners right here, right now. Let's use this this mouthpiece that we have through Cath- through Catholic Radio, through The Quest, and really try and give you know we don't have a lot of time because we also want to talk about NFP which is an important subject in all of this this uh, discussion as well so we want to make sure we have time for that but but let's start by really letting people know about this theology of the body and I'll think about how you want to do that for just a second while I give out the number six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine we're at five. 5- i got to put on my glasses. We're at $5,050. $5,050 so far for today. So we've had a little bit of a jump. I think that was a $500 donor probably that got us up to to the point where we now have... um, Actually, it was... Oh, my goodness. It was Father... Father Michael Tisma, Father Michael Tisma called in and gave a um, $600 donation. I think that was a $50 a month donor, $50 a month donor. Um, so that jumped us up 600 bucks there. And we also have Karen and Tom and Michelle and Kyle and Pam and John who also called in as well. So thank you to all of those people who have called in today. Lots of donors yesterday. Our total yesterday was um fifty nine thousand four hundred and sixty four dollars so um we are we are we are moving we are moving and now we're at, at uh, the five thousand fifty dollar mark um but tell ta- tell us in the number again to call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine also if you have a message for for Joey Martinek or for Sarah flood. Call and tell them you hear them and you appreciate all that they're doing. So um, if you make a donation at the same time, that's awesome, but you don't have to. You can just call in and say, hey, we really love you. We appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever you want to say, um, give us a call. 678-688-4549. All right. So male and female, you called us. Theology of the body, closing the portal. How do we want to talk about that?
1: Sure. I I think it comes, it comes to a place that's very personal for all of us is is where it it gets. It's not just this abstract teaching, but it it internalized and it it matters to me. I mean, when I, when I first uh, discovered this, I was going through a great time of questioning in my, in my early young adult life. And I was, I was really uh, asking some really hard questions uh, to to God and and to the church of uh, why, you know, why go through all this effort when looking at everyone around me not following this? Why, why even try to be pure? you know as a as a catholic man trying to follow teaching why why chastity uh better question why marriage period you know why why not just be with someone for however long you like or whoever you like um and in this great time of questioning unrest in in my heart i stumbled upon these writings of john paul ii i remember i was in this uh, little chapel and reading a book uh, expounding upon these writings in the first couple chapters i just started weeping uh with how wrong i was about everything. What was presented before me was a vision of what it meant to be man and woman, the call to love. That was so beautiful that it changed my entire life so much that it actually launched me into a uh, seminary for, for three years in the sermon of the priesthood, something I was not open to before. Now that didn't pan out, but it's still uh God has been still doing what he started back then in, in my life. Mm-hmm. What is the theology of the body? It's from 1979 through 1984, John Paul II gave homilies on Wednesdays, not every Wednesday, but throughout those five years, the homilies he gave were connected and they've all been collected together in a book of what we call now the theology of the body. And what it speaks on is that basically this message that God has stamped a message, a story to us in and through our bodies that in making us male and female and the call for two to become one. God has been telling us his story, ultimately of his love for us and our destiny to be with him in Christ. Uh, John Paul II says this, man becomes the image of God. And this is what my office is. This was what we're all about, right? This, the, promoting this dignity of what it means to be in the image of God. John Paul II says this astounding statement, man becomes the image of God, not so much in the moment of solitude as in the moment of communion. Now, what does that mean? He's saying that in entering into relationship, when man and woman do this in a particular way, well, actually in any way throughout life, it's a sincere gift of self, but in a particular way, through through marriage, the call to, for two to become one, when they enter into a relationship, this in some way more perfectly becomes an image of the God who is relationship himself, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit in God himself, there's an eternal exchange of love, as the catechism describes it. So when, when couples love each other rightly and and image this well, we actually have the power, the wow, astounding power, to participate in the very life and love of the Trinity. Mm. If that weren't enough, if that weren't enough, Ephesians 5 makes this connection between husband and wife being an analogy for Christ and the church, where the... This this uh, bridegroom relationship that we see on earth that we're very familiar with, and this this in, intense spousal love, we can see in Christ with who is the bridegroom and have, wills to wed us, the church, his bride, and fill us with eternal life. Right, mm-hmm. Jesus' first miracle. Where is that at a wedding? Right, mm-hmm. what, coincidence? I, I think not. What he said in, in at you know daily mass a, a few days ago. This question when he's his disciples are. Or a question for not fasting. And, you know, the, uh, the Pharisees are saying, yeah, we fast a lot. Why didn't your disciples fast? He said, Jesus says, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Mm-hmm. Jesus calls himself bridegroom. Why? Because ultimately, all that we've experienced, all, even the desire in our hearts for union points to an ultimate fulfilling, fulfillment of union with God, with Jesus as our bridegroom, as Revelation describes the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is just a a glimpse into some of the insights John Paul
0: II gives us. Mm, Beautiful. And so if somebody wants to find out more information, I'll ask a question and then I'll go back to giving the phone number. They want to find out more information about theology of the body Where should they start? Should they just pick it up like you did and start reading it? Should they start with some of the introduction books? What's the the best way to start? I'll give out the number and also give you a message. Um, Number to call 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. We are at $5,050 so far for today. We would love, love, love to get over the $10,000 mark. It's just uh, $4,950 at this point to get up over the $10,000 mark. We ring the bell at $10,000, we ring the bell for a founder, we could use your help right now. The bell just makes it fun. It's just a celebration, just makes it fun. Um, But the fact is we need your help in order to keep Catholic Radio on in Atlanta, to keep it strong. Right now, you guys have a 50,000 watt station here. There are only about five to seven Catholic AM stations that have that strong of a signal. And one of them is right here in Atlanta, so you guys are blessed to have a fish. 50- I come from Kansas City, um, where um, our Catholic radio network has eighteen stations. not a single one of those fifty thousand watt stations are in Kansas City though not not a single one, so it's a big, big blessing to have this 50,000 watt station here. So we need to support it. We need to call in. We need to to give us some of our treasure. We've been, most of us have been given so much, you know, just an abundance of blessings, um, you know, and and I think most of us can figure out a way to give up 10 bucks or to give up 100 bucks or to give up the dollar a day for the dollar a day club. Um, you know, most of us can figure out a way to sacrifice something to give up a buck a day. So whatever it is, though, whether it's you know a one-time pledge, a monthly pledge, whether you become a founder, whatever it is, just give us a call, 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. Um, Joey Chris called in and said that he is listening and wants you to know that he's learning a lot. I'll show you his last name, um, and you can say hey to him.
1: Hey Chris. thanks for listening.
0: All right, that's awesome. okay, so we were talking about theology of the body, and I asked you where should you start
1: right? If you're a local in in the atlanta area i'm i am i am welcome to i I invite uh you know, if you have a parish or or a venue and you'd like me to come speak. I'm happy to do that i I go around speaking a lot now, but uh just for resources. Uh, I think a great book is is Christopher West books, theology of the body for beginners uh, do the, do the 2018 edition. He's, there's the older edition, but this is uh, rediscovering the meaning of life, love, sex, and gender uh, the St. John Paul, II edition. So that's uh, it's really just a comprehensive book. Another book of his that he's great. The one that really started me out is called fill these hearts, really exploring this uh, how desire uh, the question of it. You know, I think there's maybe in, in the, a cloud of sometimes, you know, in in churchy circles, uh, an area of suspicion toward the body, toward desire, and really, uh, Christ, uh, Christ didn't come to annihilate, you know, eros, so to speak, as the Greek term for love and and that sphere. He came to redeem it, to heal it, uh, and so that that kind of skepticism toward the body, suspicion toward the body, John Paul II says, really is ultimately an attack on the incarnation of Christ, who who, who became a body. There's there's a goodness in our bodies through creation and there's a goodness and desire, even though it's been warped in some ways by sin. Uh, Christ uh, has, has left something there. That's, uh, an inheritance that's deeper than sin. And he even, even comes, calls us to, to redemption of desire. So those, I also have a book of my own, uh, with Brian Butler called garden meditations. You can contact dumb ministries to, uh, purchase some of that. It's just a book of 40 reflections, much easier to read a very, very, uh, tiptoeing intro to The Theology of the Body, and that will be available in a, in a more accessible way uh, soon. It just came out, but you can contact DUMOX Ministries for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Um, so, again, number to call, 678-688-4549, trying to pump up these these phone lines. Um, so I don't think maybe people think about NFP whenever we're talking about Respect life. You know, they don't necessarily make that that jump over to NFP, um, but I think it is a, an integral part of what we're talking about, especially when we're talking about theology of the body as part of respect life. So, so I want to introduce Sarah Flood. She is the local Marquette <clears throat> NFP instructor. So, let's start a little bit by by talking about what NFP is, <clears throat> and then how it relates to to this entire subject.
2: Um, Hi. Um, So natural family planning is a way for a woman or a couple to track their fertility. You think it was very biological, but it's actually um, understanding how your body works and the gift of our fertility and um, how man and woman together are in relationship and how they can bring forth life. And Um, one of the biggest questions I get asked is what's the difference between contraception and natural family planning? The end is the same, but um, in planning your family and hoping to avoid a pregnancy or achieve a pregnancy in some cases, um, the difference is mindset and the difference is this theology of the body and understanding that the gift of our fertility is a gift from God and that each and every act of um, marital act should be open to the gift of life. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and it really, infertility is the disease, right? And and I work with that all the time. And I think a lot, I think Sarah probably does too. Uh, fertility is not the disease. And I think going back to that idea of the, that portal and and what's the root cause of this, you know, the, really this, the, the culture we live in and, and, we've accepted abortion so much because we really have adopted this contraceptive mindset really. And and when contraceptive fails us, that's when abortion comes. If we're, if we're engaging um, in, you know, in, in the act of sex with, with this mentality that uh, it's divorced from the idea of babies, then we've already kind of set ourselves up as a culture uh, for needing abortion. And what, what Sarah's offering, what she works with, is is inviting couples to correspond to God's design, uh, which has been put in in the in the woman's body for cycles uh for a period of infertility that she experiences with her in times of fertility, and to uh to invite the man to join into that relationship with real communication, to to work together, to to have responsible parenthood. We're not saying we everybody needs to have 20 kids here, that, no. Uh, but we're saying there's a better way there's a better way to to love together there's a better way to uh respect and reverence each other's bodies and and the call to love that that involves uh some some form of self-mastery and and uh sincerity sincerity of of gift and intentionality in in the in the marriage
0: excellent you know and 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 i really you know maybe we should just briefly i don't want to veer too much off of the theology of the body but But uh, for listeners out there that maybe are hearing about NFP for the first time, I want to emphasize the fact that, you know, and you can correct me on statistics because you probably know better than I do, but but what I'm remembering from previous interviews is that, you know, the divorce rate among Catholics is about even with the rest of of the world. But when you look at those who practice NFP, the divorce rate goes – decreases – tremendously. And there's, you know, there's got to be a reason for that in in what's happening with coming together. So maybe maybe you can talk a little bit about there, because I can see you've got a wedding ring on. <laughs> so you're actually, you know, in this relationship, in, practicing NFP, doing this united. I practiced NFP as well um, throughout most of my marriage not all of it i you know we contracepted for a while cuz we really didn't know better i you know but and i regret that now but but uh, it it changes you it changes your relationship as husband and wife when when you really unite in the teachings of the church and in trying to be open to life sometimes to to maybe postpone and and uh, for for good reason there has to be maybe we talk about some of those good reasons as well
2: yeah so um natural family planning allows couples to um it requires couples to communicate i think um in our world we hear um people talk about you know i I don't know if anybody has if you've seen you know people posting oh there's a men's contraceptive now now men can do the job men can Mm -hmm. take care of it And it's, you know, women feel like it's always been a burden on them to take care of this family planning thing. With natural family planning, it's a two-way thing. You cannot do it alone. You are required as a husband and wife to do this together. Sure, the man isn't going to be checking the um, body signs, but they have to participate in the process. They have to understand and they have to be willing to um, support the abstinence during the fertile time if their intention is to avoid and that's something you as a as a woman or as a man, you cannot do that alone. It's a, a married it is required within marriage and couples who use NFP are required to communicate. And this communication is something that is often difficult within marriages. And when it's required for NFP, it's the only thing that, you know, the two have to talk about as far like you can't you don't really discuss this with anyone else very private Mm -hmm. and you're doing this together and you're the communication brings you closer together. And, um, you have, you know, I always think that, you know, when your intentions are to avoid, you know, very strong reasons to avoid your, um, you're coming together as a couple to work towards the same goal. And when you succeed at that, you're, you have this, mutual goal that you've succeeded at and you're very proud of each yourselves as a couple mm-hmm. so it's teamwork and um and I think that really does bring couples together I know it does for me and my husband and I've you know heard other people say the same thing it's a continual theme throughout NFP classes and um discussions is that it the communication piece is required and um it's always nice to hear that hey I don't have to do this alone I'm not I don't have to be the one taking the pill at the same time every day Or I don't have to be the one having this device implanted into my body, or I don't have to be the one doing it. It's not a one one sided thing that takes care of things until you finally decide to have a conversation in five years. Oh, let's have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, You every month you have to have a conversation about it. You have to make sure that, you know, you're on the same page. You know, why? Why is the woman feeling so strong about avoiding a pregnancy? What? What's the reason for it? And hopefully the husband will come in and have that conversation as well, because, you know, he doesn't exactly want to abstain all this time. And so they have these conversations and it, you know, hopefully the idea and what I've experienced is that there is that communication piece that brings couples closer together. And, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and I think you also see each other differently differently. I, I think sometimes it's easy in a marriage for the woman to feel objectified when you're contracepting. You know, it's it's you know, it's okay anytime, right? There, there's you know, it's more recreation than it is a unitive love that that unites and and has the um the opportunity to bring forth life. Um, and and so I think that that that's part of of NFP and why the divorce rate goes down. Um, with those who, who practice NFP as well. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons and I've thought about it over the years. Why is it? I, I, I can come up with a whole lot of reasons, but yeah, go ahead.
2: Um, one of the things that I see and is that using NFP requires you to respect the other person and the respect mm-hmm. for each other goes up because you're looking out for what's best for the other person. You're not looking to get you're not you're not lo- looking for the pleasurable aspect of it. You're looking for out for what's best for the other person, and so that respect goes up. The couple comes closer together because they're looking out for the best for the other person. It's a selfless. It's an entirely selfless love where contraceptive relationships tend to be more of a selfish experience. Like I'm looking out for what's best for me or what I want and what I need. And it's um, mm-hmm. this NFP thing is more <clears throat> of a selfless experience.
0: All
2: right. And so we'll need a camera. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we have a shout out here, and I, I agree. So I'm sorry, I'm doing a whole bunch of things all at once, but but we have a shout out to Joey again. So um, uh, this person says that this caller said that they're grateful for the good work that Joey is doing, and for him being a good role model to the church and the archdiocese. Says jo- Joey is moving forward the kingdom of God. This caller is currently a founder, and they just doubled their, their amount to become a founder twice, basically. So they're going to give $200 a month instead of 100 because of you. Wow, so thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you so much. So you get to pick up the bell. So wow. wherever it is, pick it up and ring it with gusto. Woo! All, right. All right, that's awesome. And thank you. I don't have that person's name, so maybe we can get it. So he knows it. Oh, he wants to be anonymous. Okay, not even to Joey. Maybe. Okay, we'll see. Okay. All right. So we won't announce a name on the air but but we want Joey to know how much uh, he appreciates that. Um if the if the donor wants that to be known. So we'll we'll find that out. Okay. So again, uh thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has called in. I'm trying to look at, at all of these <laughs> Numbers calling in, we are now at $8,650. So we are just 1350 away from ringing the bell a second time. So let's do it. Come on, we want to ring this bell at $10,000. Um, so we are appreciative of all of that. And some of the donations coming in, we have, um, I don't know if I should say all of these names because I don't know if he wants his name to be known. So we have Elizabeth, we have the anonymous donor, we have Father Michael Tisma, Karen, Tom, and Michelle, and Kyle, and Pam, and John, who have all called in today, and we are grateful, absolutely grateful to get us up to that $8,650 mark. Can you be the next person who calls in? 678 688 4549 678 688 4549. Joey, you mentioned that you travel. People are calling in and saying you're wonderful. You travel, you give this message of the theology of the body. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Uh you you can find my my email on the uh, emails generally the best way. Um the on the Archdiocese website uh, if you go to the Archdiocese website under Respect Life Ministries, you can you can find my contact and uh be happy to come to your parish or 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 venue and speak. We um kind of target this message to you know tone it differently for different audiences. If you're know, seventh graders, I wouldn't maybe explain it in the same mm-hmm. uh, way that I just did. Uh, but you know, all, all different states of life. Uh, I think the tendency is that uh, the theology of the body is great for someone else. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, you know, who really needs to hear this uh, couples preparing for marriage. You know, who really needs to hear this priest Priests really need it. Okay. You know, who really needs to hear this me. Mm-hmm. i really need to hear this mm-hmm. i really need to be transformed constantly i mean i've been immersed in this for a, a number of years but it's there's one thing to just know something but for it to actually take a transformation in the heart uh to to actually call me to love in the in the way that sarah has called me to love in 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 the relationship of gift mm-hmm. and this is no matter what our state in life uh this is the call to love. This is the call of the gospel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it requires daily purification and transformation. So, theology of the body is for every body.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, we we've been talking about NFP, and of course, you know, we're we're looking at <coughs> that in a in a married, committed, um, married sacramental relationship. But theology of the body, you're right, is for everyone at every stage of their life, and you know, so as a single person. Um, you know you were talking about how you know it it's you know important to remain chaste and and so maybe we should talk about that aspect as well. Sure, um, yeah. I'll give out the number again six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine it can't be easy. oh my gosh, I've been married almost 38 years. It cannot be easy to be young today and to try and find that lifelong partner and to to navigate the waters that are out there today. Must be I mean, I have eight kids and and you know so I've watched some of them navigate it, but gee whiz, it mm-hmm. just it can't be easy today
1: right so so I think in that in that mindset you know the smack dab in the book of the Bible is a book called the Song of Songs, which Maybe a lot of us haven't even opened these pages, but if we did, we might be scandalized by it or think that this is not something appropriate for church. I I dare you go home, you know, after you're done with this, look at that. Uh, What it is, is an erotic, boldly erotic love dialogue, love duet between bride and bridegroom, between two lovers. I mean, the opening words of the song of songs is let him kiss me with kisses from my mouth. That's the bride speaking. And then the bridegroom later on goes to say things like, "Ah, you are beautiful, my beloved. You have ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. You have ravished my heart with one glance of your eyes. This uh, this erotic love dialogue, Pope Benedict calls the Song of Songs the essence of biblical faith. Pope Benedict calls th- this this erotic love dialogue the essence of biblical faith. Why? Here it is. The Bible in five words. God wants to marry us. God wants to marry us. So when we talk about desire, we talk about relationship, all that is there is pointing us to this ultimate union with God. Okay. So our in, in the world of 2019, oh my gosh, as a young adult, as a young person, we are filled with with an ache for this love in all directions. And the culture has conveniently given us a lot of different ways to numb that ache. Netflix. Uh, work in your career uh pornography all these different things to try to in in the in the pain of of this desire for love these unmet uh desires for love um we have the temptation to numb that ache but the lord is inviting us to stay in the ache to offer uh this this longing for love to him because ultimately ultimately our spouse is not the one who's going to complete us in in every way and that that actually I think helps a marriage when we realize that that mm. give you know lets them off the hook so to speak mm. that they can have you know accept their limitations. The challenge and the invitation that the mystics knew, uh, I think of Saint Teresa of Avila, she understood what it meant to ache with the Lord to express her desires, even her even bodily desires, to be fulfilled in God, to be offered to the Lord and be purified with Him. Really, it's an invitation that the church has been given through John Paul II and through the theology of the body to a new way of purity that is so much different than repression, right? Uh, growing up, you know, you, you get, I mentioned earlier, that kind of cloud of suspicion. The the way I thought what it meant to be purity was was to uh, repress desire, right? And and uh, this is, uh, the, the, you know, the teaching that I, I was given was, you know, abstinence-based education, which is very well-meaning, right? But the problem is uh, I can be abstinent. Meaning I could I could exteriorly not be doing bad acts, but in my heart, I could be filthy. Mm. I could be completely impure. And Jesus calls us to more. He says, You have heard it said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, anyone who looks with lust at a woman has already committed adultery in the heart. So Jesus right. is moving from exterior acts to what's in the heart. And he's calling us not to this abstinence idea of, you know, if we're we're single, he's calling us to more. He's calling us to chastity. That involves the direction of our own heart, which is an incredibly exhilarating, dangerous, scary way to live, uh, but it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. So we're, he's moving us toward uh, not not where the culture is leading us, toward a path of indulgence of our desires, not toward toward the way many of us have tried to adopt purity on our own, pulling ourselves by our own bootstrings and this path of repression of desire. The body is bad. Sex is bad. The, the, the thoughts I have. Rather, he's inviting us toward a redemption of desire to offer everything to him, every every thought that comes into our head, every every desire in our heart without judgment or evaluation, without trying to fix it up neatly before Jesus sees it, to offer it all and allow him to redeem our desires. as As it says in Romans, as we wait, the redemption of our bodies and we ache with the Lord and it becomes a holy ache that launches us into ultimately the kingdom of God, but also as the fuel to love well in this life, to love love the other the other person, the other sex, in and, and the relationships that we have.
0: Mm. Beautiful. I, I that that is beautiful. And and I you don't hear people speak that way um very often and so i i appreciate that message and so do our listeners because they're calling in for you so so i'll give you a couple more messages and then i'll give out the phone number again um nancy called in and says that she loves joey and she's already a donor so she wants i'll give you the last name but i don't say last names on the air we also had uh betsy who wanted to acknowledge the two speakers for their supportive path which is post-abortion treatment and healing and the caller made a donation in honor of that she did not give us a last name but it was betsy Wonderful. Um, so you guys are doing good work you guys are really doing good work and maybe we should talk a little bit about path as well since that came up um so we'll we'll do that in just a minute but i'm going to give out the phone number six seven eight six eight eight Four five four nine. We are at eight thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars. So that means that we are just one thousand two hundred and forty dollars away. I know that we can ring this bell again before we get up to the top of the hour. We have until ten fifty-seven, and then we go to a break. So uh, they're very specific. Ganny keeps me on track. I'm telling you, she keeps me going. So so we got to finish. Um, but but let's hurry up and get that one thousand two hundred and forty dollars called in. Uh, so that we can we can really just ring the bell again, have fun, and celebrate that we have made it to ten thousand dollars so far this morning before eleven o'clock. So the number to call 678-688-4549. And I tell you what, ten thousand dollars goes a long way, fifty dollars goes a long way with Catholic Radio because you can reach a potential 3.1 million listeners. Joey, you travel around, you do talks all the time. You have maybe a, a room of 50, 100, whatever. That's how many you can reach at any given moment. But with Catholic Radio, for a very little amount of money per hour we can go out and reach a potential 3.1 million listeners. We hear from people all the time that they just happened, air quotes happened on to the radio station and their lives are changed. Um, I come from Kansas City. The very first day that we went on the air, there was a man that called at the end of the day and said, he just wanted us to know that he'd been away from the church for 30 years. He'd been listening all day and he was coming back. And those are the kinds of things that happen over and over we had somebody here at quest call yesterday and say that they had been listening for a year and they were coming into the catholic church so those kinds of things with catholic radio happen all the time and uh you know it just it's just for a small amount of money so i really think when when we're out there there's not many things i would beg for i'm telling you what there's not too many things i would i would go out and ask money for but catholic radio is one of those and uh you know i give of my own treasure i'm not asking anybody to do anything that i don't do myself cuz we have been giving to catholic radio for 15 years so it it really I, I really see it as a valuable, valuable ministry to give to. So I would encourage all of our listeners to give us a call at 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. And if you want to give a, a message out to our, our guests, please, by all means, call. If you can make a donation, great. If you can't, great. We want to support them because they're supporting Catholic Radio. Okay, so we were talking about PATH, a brief, brief description of PATH or very well, might be a post abortive person yeah. out there that's listening,
1: right? And and to that person, my my message here on behalf of the church would be, uh, Jesus loves you very much, and so does the church. Uh, you know, path stands for post-abortion treatment and healing. It's a ministry that luckily we have locally here in in our own archdiocese in our own backyard. That's it's a Catholic organization, but it of course accept and, and serve those who are non non Catholic, but it really you know addresses the um, persons who have experienced the the trauma of abortion and are, are in need of healing. A lot of times, the, I have I have many friends who are post abortive, and uh, you know it baffles my mind that so many of them for years never knew anything like path existed, never never thought they were the only one uh, experiencing uh the pain the, the nightmares the the all all the feeling of regret and and depression many many of the symptoms that go along with uh ha- having having had an abortion thought they were the only one and then when they find that someone else beyond just someone a whole organization a whole network of people who have kind of come together to to uh be be in communion with their hurts and with the lord it's a very liberating liberating thing uh so we're we're very very proud of the work that that path is doing. And and I think the support for it, I think, I think we really, you know, we got to remember who the enemy is. I Hunger games, catching fire. That's the big line. It's like, re- remember who the enemy is, right? The enemy is not these, these, these mothers, these women who have been uh, deceived uh, into, into getting an abortion, right? They've, they've been deceived by a lie. And ultimately the enemy is Satan, right? Even, even Planned Parenthood. I, I, I have sympathies for, of course, not support anything Planned Parenthood does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of these uh, workers at Planned Parenthood are, uh, of the mindset of the intentionality that they want to help women, something the church and I myself am very much in favor of With Sarah, her whole work, Sarah's whole work is, is that, uh, but the way in which they're, they have tried to help women has been, they've been deceived by the enemy of Satan. So, uh, we we must always have compassion, and and I think the voice of the the post abortive woman in today's world is so much powerful than than anything I could say. Right when when uh, wounded wounded uh, our woundedness becomes the place of the gospel. Right, with, with Jesus keeping his own wounds and showing you know showing Thomas put your put your finger here. This becomes the the area where they can communicate this message of life in a way that I never could. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so come back and join join Path. The other organization we really support is the Pregnancy Aid Clinic, uh, Catholic Pregnancy Aid. There's two locations in Roswell and in Forest Park. And for a woman who's in a, a crisis situation, right we we want to help and offer that.
0: Well- um, speaking of Pregnancy Aid, I need to give another message because somebody called in with uh, from the. In support of the Pregnancy Aid Clinic. And it was Betsy again. So Betsy is calling in and giving another donation. And she wanted to express her gratitude to the speakers for their support of the Pregnancy Aid Clinic. And um, it says that the caller made another donation. And she gave her last name this time. So I'll show that to both of you so you know who is calling in support of all of your things. I also want to give just very briefly because the Holy Spirit's putting it on my heart. I say this fairly often during pledge drives. It's my... Favorite Mother Angelica story, and it goes along with what you're saying. Because I think so often the women who are post-abortive, they feel like they can't be forgiven. They've mm. done something so awful they can't be forgiven. So I want to encourage all of them to to really... Um, know that that it can be forgiven and and that uh, you can find healing. And I would encourage you to contact Joey, to contact Sarah, and really find that. But the Mother Angelica story, Mother Angelica is at the ocean, and she says she's calling in the waves. And all of a sudden, I'm going to make this quick. The drop of water lands on her arm, and she hears in her head, um, from the Lord Angelica do you see that drop of water she said yes Lord I see the drop of water he said fling it out into the ocean and so she said I did I flung it I flung it out into the ocean and then I heard the voice say Angelica can you find that drop of water and she said oh no Lord that drop of water is out there in this vast ocean there's no way I can go and find that drop of water again and he said so it is your sins in the ocean of my mercy and I think it's just such a powerful message that that God's mercy is we we can't fathom it it's unfathomable the amount of mercy that he has waiting for us we just have to to surrender you know our previous guest was talking about surrender we have to surrender that and trust that he is going to forgive us Mm. and and sometimes you know we think it's too great oh he could never do that but he will and so all of our listeners out there you know contact joey contact sarah go to your catholic priest you know take if you're catholic take advantage of the sacrament of confession it is not unforgivable so please find the peace after yeah. after this abortion. Um, okay, so there's my my thing. We only have about five minutes left, so I just want to open up the mics and let you guys uh, give whatever messages that you want to give. Six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to ask Sarah something. You know, uh, typically when people think of NFP and it you know, stands for Natural Family Planning that this is for, you know, married couples. Uh, could you see NFP being used for for another demographic uh, younger uh, younger people? And, and how would that work? How would that work with an NFP?
2: Actually, um, NFP can be used um, in this term of uh, just fertility tracking, just being aware of your cycles. Um, girls who are in their teenage years should start charting and tracking their cycles, they don't need to know exactly when they're fertile for avoiding pregnancy at that time, but they need to know this information for health. It's important for girls to know that um, ovulation is a sign of good health. Um, The American Academy of Pediatrics is recommending that girls know when they're fertile, know when they ovulate, because ovulation is another sign of, another vital sign of a girl's health, of a woman's health. So this vital sign is important to know if your cycles are irregular. Well, that's somewhat typical in the teenage years. Um, As you have, you know, several, you know, go through a couple years of cycles, if they continue to be very irregular, that's a sign of poor health and a sign that something may be wrong and you may need to reach out to a physician. Um, Dr. Kongasa here in Atlanta is a... um, and a supporter of NFP. He encourages all of his clients or um, patients to chart their cycles and he will help girls to girls, women, anybody married, not married to um, understand how their body works so that um, when their cycles are irregular or they have problems with their cycles, they can get to the root cause of the problem so that um, they can prevent future health problems. Um, I consider this NFP thing a goldmine of women's health because right now in our in our society, we're just giving everyone the pill. That's what we do. We mm-hmm. band-aid all the problems with women's health with the pill. And... um or some sort of hormonal contraceptive instead of figuring out what is wrong your ovulation your cycles are a way to track your cycles track your health and prevent future problems like diabetes and heart disease down the road so if you want to stay healthy and be healthy track your cycles you can just start with period tracking and you can track um ovulation and you can learn Methods I teach a method. You know, one of the methods I, the method I teach, I actually have a um, program for teenage girls who or women who are not married to just learn their signs of fertility and how to track their signs of fertility, and know what is healthy when, what's a normal and healthy um, phases of the cycle, and um, how to when and where to get help when you need help. Mm-hmm. Wonderful,
0: and I I think it's important too because you talk about the band-aid of of birth control and so many of our young people are are being given that through their physicians and it can lead to a lot of health issues in and of itself, just the birth control has been tied to, to breast cancer and and other things as well. So, um, And it can be also an abort- abortifacient if, if you are active and it changes the lining and you could re- conceive a child and the child
2: can't live in your uterus because of what you've done with the birth control pill. So... Yeah, I've talked to a lot of women who come to me when they're married or they're getting married and they want to get off the pill because they've been on the pill for 10 years or 15 years and they're getting married and they um, either for church because of church teaching and they want to be obedient to church teaching. They come off the pill and they find out that their cycles, you know, they were put on the pill as a 14 year old because of acne or because of irregular cycles. And when they get married, they find out that maybe they have infertility problems that they didn't know they had, or maybe the pill shut down their entire um Fertility cycles, and uh, their fertility for all these years, and they have trouble getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows whether they would have had trouble from the beginning or not, but had we um, figured out what the problem was at, early on as a teenager, they might not be in this predicament. Mm-hmm. So it's super important that um, girls and women figure out the root cause problem mm-hmm. so that they um, have better health for the future. And say the name of the doctor again, because that's important. Um Dr. Kongo Asa, and he's in Norcross. Um, reproductive Health Make sure I say it right.
1: Services right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry yeah, R- okay. R- R- if reproductive dot R- 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 com. Yes.
1: And so. our
0: listeners can ta- contact the the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese to get more information or yes. um, Marquette N F P. Um, we have instructor Sarah Flood here um for, for that uh as well. So you can contact either of them and find out more information. There are natural methods, you know, increasing progesterone, um, different things that a doctor who's trained in in that can, can provide besides putting a a teenager on birth control. So, um, so I'd encourage you to do that. Can we conclude with a prayer? Yes.
1: The father, son, Holy spirit. amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We, uh, pray, especially, uh, today, this morning for all, for all those who um, who have experienced the trauma of abortion we pray for those who work and advocate uh, so aggressively for abortion in any ways that we have harbored uh resentment against them hatred against uh abortion advocates we repent and we ask forgiveness and we ask uh father in the words that your your son did for forgiving those who nailed him to the cross That you would help us to forgive uh, those who, who advocate for abortion and that you would soften our hearts to receive the good news of life, the good news of our body, the good news of being made male and female in your image, and that you would help us to love authentically the way that Christ has loved us, free, totally, faithfully, and fruitfully. Blessed Mother, we ask for your continued prayers as we say Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so a big, big thank you to Joni. Joey Mart- Martinek, the Director of Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. You can find him at the, the website for the Archdiocese. For Sarah Flood, who is the local Marquette NFP instructor, he can put you in contact with, with Sarah as well. So contact him if you have any questions. If you want to hear him, come and speak on on uh, Theology of the Body and uh, Stay tuned for our next guest, which is uh, Father Tom Zahuda. He is the parochial vicar at St. John the Evangelist. We'll be back right after the break. Number to call is 678-688-4549.